Shopping anywhere but Amazon.com online is a worse decision than not taking cast to the final two. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Survivor podcasts like this when you start your shopping at RobHasAWebsite.com slash Amazon. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Yes, that's right. It's the Survivor Know-It-Alls live after the finale of Survivor. Kagiyan and Steven, get that fecal matter off your glasses because Team TV, he did it. This is huge. He needed this and he got it done. Congratulations to Tony. He did it. He did it. What a capstone on an incredible season. The best possible winner, in my in my uh, opinion. Uh, Spencer was obviously great, and I was all in on Spencer winning I, I'm happy to say I was wrong. No offense to Spencer, who played an amazing game, but Tony just dominated this season. He's one of the biggest and best characters that Survivor has ever seen, and uh, him winning his first time out uh, against a really competitive field is such a satisfying conclusion to this season. Tony did it. I, I didn't think he had it in him. I thought we were being set up all night long for a woo and cast final two. And I thought we were going to be sitting here t- uh, trying to talk about whether cast was robbed and whether woo should have been the winner. But <laughs> I, once they showed that clip of woo saying, you know, it would pretty much be the dumbest thing ever if I didn't take Cass with me to the final two. I'm like, ooh, why is that in there? And then I said, okay, that sort of changed everything for me because Cochran, freaking Cochran got me all on the Woo train the other day and was like, Woo's winning the game. It's Woo's season to win and you get ready for a Woo montage and then it, it was all, he, he threw me off in the wrong direction. He threw me off the scent of Tony. You know what? You know what did it? You know what I thought Wu was going to win was when they had him saying, "I'm going to propose to my girlfriend Christina so and so," and then they had her saying it again. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, they're really guilting him into this." When they're he really like he was like in the in the first ten minutes, he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm going to win Survivor. Write me the check for one million dollars to Young Wu Hang, millionaire Survivor winner." And I was like, "Oh, that's a winner's edit right there. That's the winner's edit." But they threw us off the track. They did. They did. They threw us off. And I even in that in that brutal final tribal council, I thought, wow, this is where Tony is going to lose it all. He does not have he's not owning up to his game. The jury is saying own up to your game. And he is he's hedging. He's using double speak. Come on, Tony. Just just say just say that you were the villain. Say that you made the moves. And uh, I was like, I can't believe it. Wu is completely serviceable. Wu had a very decent final tribal council. Um and I thought I thought Wu was going to win it all, and and uh, even even um, when they were showing the votes, I was like, I cannot believe it. Just Spencer voted for poor Tony, and that uh, was the opposite. 
All right. Well, we got so much to do here tonight on our Survivor Know It Alls live show. Uh, we are set breaking records now for people watching the show simultaneously. We're at 1,200 people watching us live, which is we've now passed over 1,200 people live, wow. which is a record because it's late on the East Coast, and that's pretty impressive too. Yeah, it's late. It's late, right? I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I would not be watching us live. So thank you to the people who are. We've got the chat room going here on RobHasAWebsite.com. Of course, we've got uh, and the chat room on the website is also grinding to a halt because we have so many people on the website right now. We've also are taking your your hashtags on Twitter. We had so much fun on Twitter during the show. Hashtag RHAP. And of course, uh, Scott St. Pierre is going through all of your questions, hundreds of questions coming in right now on our YouTube channel at RobHasAWebsite.com slash YouTube. And of course, Stephen, uh, yeah. have you noticed this on my desk right here? Do you know what this is? As I hit the uh, microphone? Wait, let me guess. Uh, it's a, some kind of punch bowl. <laughs> it's the sir, It's the Rob has a podcast, Survivor Kagian fan favorite player of the wow. season award Stephen how do you like that this is amazing any the person who wins this 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 is really quite a statuette because not only will they be able to ring the bell but they will also be able to to serve punch at a party there you go no it's actually it's closed in the top if you can see that that's actually oh I'm sorry closed okay in the top. But they can ring the bell so no punch maybe maybe guacamole or something it's not as not as deep as it looked that's right. That's right. There you go. Uh, so we are going to give you the winner of that. Uh, and we're going to tell you who you voted for. We had the most votes ever in the history of any Rob has a podcast poll. So more than Miss Survivor, Mr. Survivor, anything we've ever done. We had wow. over 10,000 votes cast, uh, for How this many in a week. Were from Tony's friends. Uh, we don't, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. So, uh, I also, in addition to winning the RHAP uh, Survivor Fan Favorite Player of the Season, I will also be having a special interview this week with the winner of the Survivor Fan Favorite Player of the Season, in addition to my interviews with the Final Four. So I'm going to have interviews with the Final Four, and then later this week I will bring you an interview with the winner of the RHAP Survivor Fan Favorite Player of the Season. I mean, so odds are there's going to be some overlap, right, like in in those interviews. You would think so, but you don't know. I do think so. I want to guess. I want to play a guessing game. All right. Game you right want to play, you I want love to, guessing games. You want to play the guessing game? Okay. So what do you want to start? You want to give us, you want to, you want me to give you number five right now? Oh, should we just go right into number five? You want to guess number five well, right now? We let's can, do, we can it throughout 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 the the show. show. Let's do it throughout yeah, the, show. Yeah, the show. Okay. Here we go. Number no, five. Number okay, five. Okay. Uh, I think number five is going to be Cass. Number five is going to be Cass. And I'm sorry, Steven. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, number five with 550 votes is jeremy oh wow that would not have guessed jeremy all right yeah good for him good for jeremy good for jeremy number five okay so we'll get to all, all the other things uh as we go along let's talk about tony's game uh here as the winner of survivor i feel like tony is a very interesting survivor winner because he was polarizing all season long where there was lots of moves he made that we said hey great job tony those were great moves there was lots of moves he made during the game we said that is not a good move uh that right. is a bad move so what is your take on this, Stephen? Did was Tony a a very good player who got lucky in spots, or was he right the whole way through? And were we wrong to criticize him? Well, so I was going to ask you the same question. So I'm sorry that you turned it around on me because in Aha. some ways Tony's win, <laughs> Tony's win does kind of justify all of those moves that we criticized. You know, the big ones being. Tony voting out LJ so soon. And then the biggest probably being when Tony had an opportunity to vote out Spencer and he took out Jeffra instead. I think we both thought, you know, this is really an aggressive move. Uh, you've got this guy who's 
huge threat to win, huge challenge competitor, is actively against you. Like, why are you turning on Jeffer because of this you know, nebulous women's alliance? In some ways, Tony's victory does justify the moves he made to get here. Um, in my opinion, what do you think, Rob? I think Tony was a very talented but imperfect player. And I think he made a number of mistakes along the way, but he was so good he was able to correct his mistakes. By all accounts, he should have came in third. He should have lost. Wu should have taken cast. He was able to then convince Wu to make the wrong move for Wu. And I know Wu is going to talk about... You know, I made the move that was the honorable move. I came into this game and there were the five rules of Taekwondo and I followed them all. And so I'm the winner of Survivor Taekwondo no matter what. And so, but I don't want, I, I don't really, I don't care about that. Tony got Wu to make the wrong move. So Tony was able to correct the earlier mistake. And I think the earlier mistake was voting out Trish. I think that if Tony sticks with the final three of Trish and Wu and him and, and just rides that out like the traditional gameplay would be. And even if it went down to a final two, I still think he ends up in there. I don't think that Trish and Wu end up turning against Tony. I think if he just plays that out, and votes out Cass and then votes out Spencer at five and four, then I think that Tony wins the game and it's not as close as it had to be for Tony. I mean, that's possible. I think that's possible. That's one of those marginal decisions where, you know, really hard to say. I mean, maybe Trish beats Tony, you know, maybe the jury sit, maybe Trish makes the sort of case where that the, the, the case that she kind of made in her jury speech, which was, you know, Tony was so paranoid he was running all over the island he was the dawn of this season i'm the cochran i'm the one who kept him stable i'm the one who you all trusted i was the one who who created these alliances that were the core of this game you know Wu didn't have a narrative that he could he could make at that point um and maybe tony knew all along that uh he could you know blind that he could snooker woo you know that maybe he really knew because i think you know tony's superpower uh like russell hans's superpower to a great degree was it's just this incredible ability to read people. Um, Tony knew that maybe, maybe Tony knew that Wu was going to stick by his side the whole time. I don't know. I mean, that he would be very omniscient to be able to know that. It seemed like that was an unnecessary gamble that he ended up having to be in. And I, I just, I felt like he was, he got lucky on a couple of those breaks, not to take anything away from Tony because he did such a great job this season and he's such a great winner of the show. I was I was really bummed out when I felt like we were going to be talking about that the final two was Wu versus Cass and Wu was going to be the winner of Survivor. And I was prepared to come on here today, Stephen, and say that I thought Cass got screwed and I yeah. think Cass should have beaten Wu if they got to the final two. Even though everybody in the jury said it would have been 9-0 for Wu, I think Cass should have won the game over Wu. Um, yeah, no, I would have hypothetically agreed with you about that, you know, um, but luckily we don't have to have that conversation. Luckily we get to talk about Tony who, you know, I was talking to Cochran about him and Cochran was saying, and I've kind of stolen this now, um, Cochran was saying, uh, if Tony wins, he is the best combination character player in the history of the show. And I think that's, that is true. I think that, you know, as a combination of big character and big strategist, Tony is the best. Tony is amazing. Tony is ama- was a win in casting uh, that he was such he was such a character. He was so he was so great to watch. I felt like um, I wanted to come on and talk like Tony the whole night. 
Can I can I talk like Tony for a little bit, Stephen? Yeah, just go. Just is it, is it going to be all llama? Is it, is it all, all llama speak? <laughs> Look, woo. I was so excited to be here to win the game, and I'm so sorry that my beautiful wife couldn't be here with us today. She's beautiful, and she's got green eyes, and she's not here. And here's my friend, and my friend came to visit. Do you think that that Tony was going to do a Johnny Fairplay with his friend? I was like, oh, come on, Tony. This is too much I now. I thought there was a moment. I mean, initially, I thought I, th- I thought there was a moment. Initially, I thought, wow, like uh, poor Tony. But then I thought, I really did think that there could be a scam here. And that, that would have been total, total Tony, right? That's t- such team TV move there. Uh, have some, every, let, let every part of the game be some kind of hustle. But Tony was was so great TV. He had all of those sound clips that we played all season long. He, you know, came up with with nicknames. He made the spy shack. He did all he did all of these things. And plus, he kept the game changing so much. And he yep. even made and I think this plays into why he was such great TV. I think he made moves that were not the correct moves, but he always made the move that was on the side of what was the most interesting for the TV show. And so and here's what you know. Here's what Tony tweeted to me uh, when we were having our, our heart to heart. Is this family the, friendly, Stephen? Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally family friendly. And, it, you know, it actually re- and I didn't want to say anything about it at the time because I, I thought maybe, you know, it seemed like it was outside of canon. Right. Um, you know, it was not on the TV show. I didn't want to bring it into the podcast. Now the season's over. I feel like it's it's safe game. He said, you know, he didn't like that we talked about him like a character and not like a strategist and that all of his moves were very strategic. Now everyone says that. But one move that he did explain, which I thought was a pretty, a pretty good explanation, was not, was not voting out Spencer instead of Jeffra. And he said, I needed to have Spencer around because he was the big target. And as long as Spencer was there, all of the heat was off me because everyone knew Spencer had to go. So obviously he needed to he knew he needed to get Spencer out at the end. But at you know seven or eight or whenever Jeffrey was voted out, he thought it's worth it to have Spencer in the game here. That gives me a little bit of breathing room because the focus is going to be on him. And I thought that was a very smart uh, you know way of thinking about it. Yeah, he was really, really great. He did so he did so many great things. And, you know, we've had a, a, a number of strong winners uh, recently going back to uh, I mean, you had Boston, you had Boston Rob, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so- Sophie and yeah. then Kim Spradlin and Denise, Spradlin, sure. D- Denise Stapley. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, then Cochran and Tyson and yeah. Tony. So we've been on a real nice run of, you know, really strong winners that have played the game well. So Fabio is where it ends. Fabio is where it ends. And it's funny because in the Cochrane <laughs> podcast, we talked about how if Wu wins, it would be like if Fabio was to win the game. And then it was like Fabio, the, right, the ghost of Fabio was conjured up tonight by Cass. And I said, oh, here we yeah. go. Wu versus Fabio season. Right. So, well, it did have that sort of sense of, uh, you know, Fabio was the guy who played with heart just like Wu did. Uh, and then you had sort of a sash uh, versus, you know, as, as Tony character, you know, but um you know, I think the jury ultimately really respected Tony's game. I mean, you know, the, all the things they said, even when they were criticizing him, were just impressed at how he was able to beguile people, how he would, was able to manipulate people. And I think that is something that gets lost a little bit when we talk about all of Tony's big moves and his blind sides was how much he was able to have people in his back pocket, even though he didn't have boobs. Yes, yes, that was fantastic. How is Tony able to do it if he doesn't have breasts? How can he do anything? Unclear. It's, yeah, uh, Morgan is has a good point. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I wanted to ask, ask you about what you thought of the reunion show overall. I thought the reunion show, for the most part, kind of anticlimactic. Maybe this cast gets along too well. I thought that we were going to see really a lot of bitterness. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that was sort of not, I, I, as always, you know, I would have liked to have had, you know, fewer police officers from the audience, more questions to the actual cast. You know, I think some people like Bryce would have loved to have just had his six words. You know, Jeff, Jeff obviously disagrees with that. Um, you know, there was some real bitterness with Sarah there. Yeah, the Sarah thing was interesting because we went to her in the first segment and it was like Jeff couldn't wait to uh, talk about that. And then Sarah, who I always liked very much on the show this season, was kind of went out in the middle. First person voted off in the merge and it was like Jeff wanted to go to that right away. And I thought that actually we might get a little bit of uh, RHAP talk brought into the mix because uh, Sarah talked about what happened after she did her exit press uh, between right. this podcast specifically and then also on Survivor Live with Parvati and I'm sure probably a couple other places we talked about the, her getting mad at Tony about swearing on the badge and he berated her on Twitter and they really went after each other and I was surprised to see one that Sarah is still upset about this not talking to Tony and two Tony has been kicked out of Cops Are Us oh my god I thought he like started Cops Are Us he got kicked out how do he that's his alliance how does he create how does he get kicked out I don't know that's that's yeah. like when, you know, I think that that the woman is able to do this. It's just like when, you know, your wife says uh, you're sleeping on the couch. I think that Sarah was able to. You're out of cops are us now, Tony. Get out of here. Okay. Go All take right. the pillow downstairs. Yeah, um, there you go. So that, that was uh, very, very interesting. Did you th- did you l- like seeing an insight into that? And uh, you know what? I didn't care. I didn't care if like after the fact he said one thing and she said another thing. And, you know, I, I don't Yeah. Yeah. Sort of you. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was at least some conflict. I feel like we didn't right. really get much of that on the uh, the, the entire reunion show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Spencer, how he goes out. Now, now you have been saying for me, for many weeks, you felt like Spencer was going to win the game. I felt like I, you I, talked me into Spencer I winning did. the game. And I, I, you know, I feel like this whole season I have been wrong about everything the entire time. You know, every prediction I have made has been wrong. Um, and I wasn't saying Spencer either because of his, you know, his gameplay or anything like that. I, I just thought his edit was so immaculate. And, you know, people kept on saying, you know, you included, well, Malcolm had a similar edit and he came in fourth, you know, and uh, I acknowledged that possibility, but I was still, I didn't think anyone else had that winner edit. And so two things I want to say, like one, I was clearly wrong and you were obviously right um, about Spencer. And then two, what a great winner it's so great to have such a, a full edit for tony you know i mean sometimes you do feel like people get a little bit of whitewash in the editing room and it was so fun to have such a wonderfully flawed winner who throughout the entire season you know we loved him we hated him we saw what a jerk he was we saw how good he was at the game and you have this fully complex character uh who who, all, who then won the whole thing he was great he was great Stephen, one of the things that I would say threw me off about Tony, why was he so mad on Twitter all season long? You would think that the guy who I've never seen somebody who wins the game and then is annoyed on social media the whole season. I totally agree. I mean, and it just looks like that's his persona, right? He can't stop himself from like spinning and like playing. And he probably is, you know, back at home, raising a family in his normal life. And he's like, I want to make a move. I want to make a What's my next move? And it's like, ah. Someone, someone on Twitter is trying to strike me down. I got to get him. Look, you know, it's like Steven, he's like so Steven, look, look, 
Look, Twitter, I'm an impulsive person. I go on Twitter, I think of something to say, and then I tweet it out, and then all day long, I'm making these tweets, saying all these things, and I'm digging my grave, and then all night long, I stay up all night trying to think about how to fix it, and then I've, I haven't slept in six years, Stephen. <laughs> you think, is this, as Jeff Frobe says, the best cast ever? It's a very, very good cast. I've it really, might be the best cast. I really love this cast. I mean, it would be hard to go to go I mean, through it. China is a great cast. Heroes versus Villains is probably the best cast ever. Best cast of new players ever. I think that there's probably you could probably count the duds on one hand, and probably even the duds, you know, gave you something. Like it's hard to, for me to even think of somebody off the top of my head that was like a total waste where they were yeah. they were boring Jeffra. and they brought nothing to the table. Look, Jeffra. Steven. even Jeffress, yeah, switched. Well, you can saying. count them on one hand. That's all. We don't even need to name names. Uh, but for the most part, you know, very, very few people. And, and it's a big cast, 18 people. So they did. They really did a good job this season. Yeah, totally agree. I, I completely agree. Great, great, great cast. Um, you know, and, and like to Jeff's point, a lot of people who are really in the hunt playing to win. You know, you have someone like Alexis, who in any other season is going to be kind of like this ditzy girl you know who that that spot that like cute girl and she was she was playing hard you know she was she was a real fan real strategist let's go back to the move at the final four where tony has the opportunity to vote with spencer and force a 2-2 tie uh in that case it would force spencer and woo to make a fire did you think that that was the right decision for him to vote with woo and Cass at that point no question that is the correct decision um at best at so it, in that instance tony's saying he he does not want spencer to go home right if he wants spencer to go home he just votes out spencer if he wants woo to go home he votes out woo now that basically means it is spencer against him and Cass uh in the final immunity spencer has won many many immunities spencer is the biggest threat to win keeping spencer in the game at this point is 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 a horrible decision um he's the biggest threat to win immunity he's the biggest threat to win the game you've got to get that person out you know you have a slightly lower shot of getting to the end but you have a much bigger shot at winning to the end if you do get there all right, Stephen. People are asking for number four in the RHAP fan favorite player of the season. Mm. Uh, I told you that number five, Jeremy, had 5.4% of the vote. 550 votes were cast for Jeremiah, uh, who was a little salty at the final travel council. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, number four, my prediction is lit. No, is, is Trish. Number four is going to be Trish. Number four is going to be Trish. And Steven, you are once again, like all season long, off the mark. <laughs> I've been wrong about everything this season. You've been wrong about everything. Uh, it was Cass with, uh, oh, with six, Cass was who I said for number twenty-one, six point one percent of the vote. And I'll tell you how off you were with Trish, who did not fare well in this. Uh, Trish came in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12th in the overall voting only that's just crazy only 1.1 percent of the votes were cast for trish 113 votes overall for your rhap fan favorite player of the season that's crazy i mean trish had played a great game you guys are wrong she wasn't the fan favorite steven she was not the fan fan favorite favorite. you're absolutely right you're absolutely i apologize you guys are right okay um 
Spencer, so the way that he goes out at the uh, at the final four, were you very upset for him or you felt like that it was a a a nice end to his arc? I thought it was great. You know, he went out. He he even had a a strong play at the very end. I would have been dissatisfied with the Spencer win. I'm going to be honest. I thought he played a great game. I loved watching him play. But this was so much Tony's season. Uh, Spencer, certainly more than Casper. We would have loved to have seen. Um, but I was really rooting for the Tony win and, and uh, happy to see Spencer go at that moment. I want to sort of bounce around to a couple uh, quick things before I want to get to a lot of questions. Tonight. Uh, family visit, the way they did it at the final four, it was not a challenge. It was sort of like family members and friends mostly uh, just, just yeah. showed up and they sort of had breakfast and then they were sort of spectators in the final four challenge. Really didn't have anything to do in the final four challenge. Did you like this more than the traditional family visit? I think it would have been a little bit nicer if it had been like actual families. It was, you know, I guess it was, uh, you know, had Tony's wife been there or whatever. I mean, I thought I thought it was fun having uh, uh, Cass's husband there and, and just at this like moment right at the end to kind of have this push through. And sometimes the family visit sort of overpowers the episode. Nice to sort of have it as a, a little piece of this episode. Uh, but did it take the place of the rites of passage? If so, you know. Gotta gotta consider our, our options here. You're a big rites of passage guy. I love the I get teary every time at the rites of passage. Okay. The, the edited clips. I just love it. How about the new finale format? We had Jeff throughout the night. We saw Jeff take us into the green room. Jeff showed us the crowd. Jeff talked to a troop of ten and eleven year olds. He talked to Parvati. What'd you think of Jeff cutting in during the finale uh show, the final four show? No opinion. What was your take? I would say I like the idea. I don't think it's a home run yet. I was hoping what they were going to do was pump the crowd noise in for the finale. They do it on Celebrity Apprentice. I think it works great. When there's an emotional beat, the crowd is like, oh, when somebody is, you know, gets, you know, does something good. Everybody's clapping. So I would have liked to have seen them pump the crowd noise in because it's so much fun to be there. I feel like it would have been more like watching like a sporting event, but they didn't do that like they do on Celebrity Apprentice. I thought that a lot of the Jeff things were were interesting but i felt like a couple of them were just sort of time wasters right right well you know try try some things out see what hits see what doesn't good good for them okay um steven we got we found out tonight that the next season of survivor is going to be blood versus water two uh do you think that this is a good idea we both liked blood versus water one or do you think it's too soon to go back to the well i don't think like i don't think like blood versus water is something like uh you know I'm like a one world thing where it's like this weird twist that so, I mean, I think blood versus water could be a, a really fundamental format shift for survivor. If, if every season were a blood versus water, I think I might even be happy with that. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to commit myself to that. I just think blood versus water adds so much wealth to the game that I, I love it. I'm happy to see another season. I'm not at all tired of it yet. I think it makes what had become a bit of a strategic sort of, you know, it's a really strategic game. I think it makes it much more emotional. I'm very excited to see it. I think it's a little too soon. I thought it was too fast to go back to it. It was like, I know everybody liked it. It worked. It worked so good. And the impulse is like, okay, we got to do it again. But I feel like it makes it less special to do it again. I feel like had they, if they did it at Survivor 31, I feel like that would have been, I would have been fine with that. I feel like wait two years and you want to do another blood, another blood versus water. But I feel like one year is too soon to do the same exact twist. 
Why does it have to be special, Rob? Why can't it just be, you know, why can't it just be a thing? Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. It's like having a hands on a season. Because I feel like that's a different show than what Survivor is normally, where it's like, you know, it basically is like, okay, oh, well, Heroes vs. Villains was so good. Let's make Survivor 22 another all-star all season. Well, but it's different. I think it's different to have like a format shift versus always all-stars. You know, all-stars, you're bringing back you know, the same people, you know, people who have played Survivor are much more jaded. They're much, you know, than people who are new, um, you know, and, and if this new blood versus water really is all new players, as the rumor is, um, you know, what a great, what a great uh, idea that is, right? Yeah. So very, that's very, very exciting to see what they're going to do. It's supposed to be all, all new players. So we'll see uh, how, how that, I'm sure it's going to, we're going to enjoy it, but I just felt like it was too soon to do that. What do you think of the fact that Jeff now, based on the fact that a group of screaming fans who happen to be in Los Angeles at the same time as the finale, uh, based on the fact uh, of their screaming, he's going to bring back the Tyler Perry idol? <laughs> I don't know if the Tyler Perry idol was necessarily going to be uh, brought back. Did you think Tyler Perry had a good spot tonight in the episode? You know what? He handled it well. It's better than the Mayan Bialik spot. Yeah, better than Mayan Bialik. But Mayan Bialik didn't have any twists. Yeah, true, true. Maybe if there had been some like great math twist, you know, some sort of like fractional twist. Um, I, you didn't think that like Tyler Perry's like, you know, Jeff says, I thought so. The only reason you didn't like the, the idol is because of the who got it. Like, really? Like, no, we, we didn't like the idol from the very beginning. He hears what he wants to hear. It's like with Redemption Island. When, when he said at the end of Redemption Island, who here likes Redemption Island? Of course everyone cheers. They're in the audience. It's an exciting moment. They're being asked to cheer. He's like, oh, 60 people are cheering right now. Sounds like you loved it. Let's bring it back every season. You know, like that. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It, right. You know, sometimes I think Jeff can uh, get a little bit in, in echo chamber and sort of hear wh- whatever he wants to hear and sort of like, uh, like, oh, I heard from the people on the street, you know, uh, and that whole thing. Steven, uh, I saw that you were pumped up about the Survivor token chains or is it token chains or token token teams? It's token chains. What is this commercial? I was really excited. A new token chains DVD is coming out. Uh, for some reason, I look like some like like stereotype of a Jew on, on the cover. Like it is a picture of me. So it is an accurate representation of what I look like at one point, but it is the most I, I like hook nosed, schemy looking. Like I might as well be eating like baby blood or something in this picture. It's like <laughs> such an anti-Semitic caricature. Um, Stephen, did you check out Jeff Probst? Ask me anything on Reddit this week. I I did. I did see that that it was great. He had some good questions, some good responses. Yeah. Um. So there's a new list that's out there of the top six. <laughs> Most strategic players of all yeah. time, Stephen. Yeah. Do you do you have the the, the uh, strategic six? Yeah, strategic six. Uh, I believe the most. What was the question players. that was asked, Jeff? They asked who are the most six. Uh, the six no, the most strategic. Like, I mean, I want to give Jeff. All right, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit fair here. Unfortunately, so the Jeff was asked this question: um, Who are the you know who are the most strategic players in the game? And he says, you know, just rattling off. He says. You know, I'm going to rattle things off and my mind is kind of blanking and I have to pee. So uh, I'm just going to give you some names. And it's Parvati, I guess, uh, Boston Rob, Cochran, Spencer, Tony, and uh, and uh, Andrea, I guess. Okay. Oh, so, my God. Uh, right. So, I mean, he's just rattling off some names. You know, who knows why? You know, and I, I like because I am a student of the art of like BuzzFeed and Cocker who will take headlines that are radically out of context from from the middle of someone's interview say that Jeff said Jeff Probst declares six most strategic players uh Andrea is among them or something like that and uh Jeff 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 didn't like that he, he responded to me oh he did what he say 
He said, come on. Well, actually, this was the best part. He says, come on, Fishback, like read the context. I, I was I was having trouble thinking of any and you would definitely be in that list. So there you go. I'm number seven. I'm the seventh of the strategic seven. Uh, he said you would be in the list or I just, yeah. or is it ironic that that Jeff Probst, who is uh, so, you know, such an integral part of a reality TV show could be upset about how his quote was edited? No, you know what? I mean, I, I feel like I get upset about ridiculous things, you know, when I see myself taken out of context. Oh, well, Miss Survivor, congratulations on being in the hashtag strategic six. Yeah, yeah. Strategic I, seven, Rob. Strategic, strategic seven. seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to get to uh, your questions here. We have so many questions that I want to get to. But first, I wanted to take a moment. We have, we have to thank our sponsor here tonight, our friends at DraftKings.com. And Stephen, I know what a, what a big fantasy baseball player you are and how, how you have been winning so much money playing fantasy baseball at DraftKings.com. So congratulations yeah. on that, Stephen. In addition to being in the Strategic Seven, uh, yeah. 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 fantasy baseball is back. And you don't want to miss what's happening at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-day fantasy baseball site and fantasy baseball at DraftKings is getting huge just like Tony's win that he needed it anyone can enter with just a few bucks and win a ton of cash uh, people are with turning only $11 into $4,000 and people are also winning a hundred grand in their first time ever playing and somebody it wasn't Tony though won a million dollars at DraftKings wow <laughs> at DraftKings.com that's that's right um, that's amazing yeah, you know, Wu Wu had a chance to win a million dollars playing DraftKings.com, and he actually gave he gave his chance to Tony. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gave the first draft pick to Tony. I mean, I, I don't know the lingo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DraftKings takes watching baseball to a whole new level. Now you can win instant cash every day in every game. It's easy. Uh, to play one-day fantasy baseball at DraftKings. That means no season-long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. And right now, Steven, you can play more fantasy baseball in DraftKings' biggest fantasy baseball contest of the year, over $3 million in cash prizes with a million dollars for first place. Enter ROB today at DraftKings.com for your free shot at hundreds, thousands, and even a million dollars. Free spots are going quick, so enter ROB now at DraftKings.com, Steven. That's DraftKings.com. Boom. I got to tell you, I don't watch baseball, but I've always thought that if I were to like that, that fantasy baseball would be would just make it like, actually like enjoyable. Like to me, that always seemed like, you know, this this is almost a reason to watch sports is just to like beat my friends in, in this arena. <laughs> that, well, that's perfect. You should get, yeah. get on board. All right, yeah. let's go ahead. Let's start to get to uh, your questions. I'm sure we got uh, so many. Let's see how many we can get to. Uh, here tonight on our Rob has a podcast uh, Survivor finale special. Actually, Stephen, one one more thing, quick before we do that, let me give you number three on the uh, on the on the totem pole. What do you want to call this? The big board. Number three. Yeah. You ready? Well, no, I want to guess. I want to guess. Nine point eight percent. One thousand seven votes. Who you got? Tasha. Tasha, and you nailed it. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There you go. Um, Stephen, did you feel like uh, that? Tasha may have gotten a little overrated this season. Yeah, fans really reacted really positively to Tasha in a way that, you know, she was a strategic player. She was a challenge threat. Uh, I think on a different season, Tasha would have been a bigger player. But I did feel like she was, you know, with with much bigger players, you know, Tony, Cass, um, Spencer, certainly, even Trish. I thought Tasha did not really have a great game that we saw at least um and, but but yet fans really really were into her i liked tasha quite a bit 
I thought she was great in the in the challenges, but I felt like at times she faded into the background this season. So right. I feel and like that, Tasha was, was very good, but I'm not saying, oh my God, Tasha is a must-have to bring her back. And you know what? Tasha may be responsible for one of the biggest moves of the season. She could not keep Cass on board with her alliance. She uh, and, and you know what? That's one of the reasons that I do think Spencer and Tasha both deserve to lose is that Cass flipped. And my, I always think if your alliance mate flips, that is on you. You need to make your alliance mates feel good. If you can't do that, that is your own fault. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Cass was she had a very, a very strong night. And I feel like she cemented that Cass should come back tonight. Oh, yeah. And you know, a lot of th- I mean, what do you think about the things she said, Rob? Cass said, if I were a man, people would think I was a great player and people just think I'm a bitch. And she she it was almost like she was speaking to the fans at home, you know, that she had this awareness of the p- way people were going to perceive her. You know, I played like a man, she said. Do you think that if Cass had played like a man, she or if Cass were a man, she would have been better liked? Wait, hold on. This isn't like you're not going to trap me and then Eliza is going to say I'm against people transitioning, right? Um, No, I I disagreed with what Cass was saying. I didn't feel like that Cass was playing like a man and that was what was uh, unlikable about her at times. I just thought she kind of had like sort of a um, sourpuss attitude throughout most of the season. And I felt like one of the things that I don't like about Survivor contestants, I hate it when the Survivor contestants just complain about how everybody else is an idiot, but they don't really do a a lot of things to uh, sort of change what's going on. I know Cass had the one big move earlier on in the season, but the rest of the way she really didn't create uh, too, you know, didn't have too big of an impact on the vote. And so I kind of felt like that, you know, she was always telling us Tony was an idiot. Spencer was an idiot. This person was an idiot. And so I kind of didn't like uh, that attitude, but I feel like that they should bring Cass back. And I think that there was, there's, enough there's a there's enough there As, am i contradicting myself no i i mean I, I think she did more than you're giving her credit for you know i think she like you know she pulled woo away from tony then she pulled woo back to tony you know early on she kept spencer instead of jatia i think there were a number of moves along the way where Cass was really being an active player and there's also i mean we both know there's a lot more that goes into the game than you see on tv and that people who are doing a lot behind the scenes might not be making it to the edit so you have to assume that anyone who's moves are making it to the edit is doing a lot of little things throughout the day that are strategic in nature, but that just don't make television. Okay, let's go. And of course I'll have interviews with the entire final four. And maybe uh Cass will, uh, will tell, explain uh, to me why she should have won the game. And maybe she'll even put me in my place, which is always fun. Uh, yeah. So we'll have interviews with the final four all on Thursday. Okay. So uh, ULM Warhawk 21. This was my immediate thought. After Spencer didn't win immunity, Spencer should tell everyone to vote for Tony because he's the biggest threat in the game. And if his special idol actually works, then vote me out. Your thoughts? Disagree. Disagree, ULM Warhawk. Spencer was the biggest threat in the game. I think he realized that. I think his smart, it was smart of him to go to Tony and say, here is the way that you can make yourself better. I don't think Cass or Wu would have thought that, you know, Tony was a bigger threat than Spencer. I think everyone acknowledged that Spencer was the biggest threat in the game. His best appeal was to do a selfish appeal to Tony, and that's what he did. Yeah, I think it's also very brave of all of us at home to say how Spencer should people should have voted with Tony's idol because we know it's fake. They didn't know it was fake. They didn't know he couldn't use it. So I feel like that's um, really a very bold move for the players in the game to make. 
And you know what, Tony? I love Tony's analogy, which is you got three, whatever it was, those three Cadillacs. Um, and even if the nice, you know, you immediately go to the nicest Cadillac, but if there's a, you know, if there's a, whatever it is, a club on it, you're not going to take it. You're going to go to the second Cadillac. You know, you're not going to mess around when there's any, when there's any danger at all. You're going to do the thing that's easiest and clearest. Okay, let's go. Next question. Uh, to the washroom wants to know, can you guys discuss how Tony should have kept Spencer at final four? I think we just did. I know it worked out, but that doesn't make it the right move. Actually, this is not what we just talked about. We talked a little bit about what Spencer should have done. Uh, Rob, we talked about this earlier, but you think Tony should have kept Spencer? Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because that Spencer is a bigger threat to win immunity than Wu was, at least right. had been through the game. So I feel like for Tony, I felt like he had the shot where if Wu won immunity, he I think he ultimately did do the right thing. Because if Wu won immunity, he he felt like in the back of his head, I, look, I still have a chance. I could talk Wu into keeping me, even if he wins immunity. I can't keep Spencer into keeping me no matter what. Spencer's going to take Cass. He's not going to listen to me. So right. I got to keep Wu. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. So I thought um, he did the right thing. Yeah. Um, we just had another interesting question up that seems to have gone away. Uh, but hey, hey, Jorge, hey, Jorge Alvarado wants to know what do you think would have happened if Cass took less than half a second and won that final immunity? That's a pretty good question. Cass was so close to that final immunity victory. I mean, that was one of the closest we've ever seen. Um, what do you think? I think that Cass would have taken Wu then and lost. And I think that Cass would have, would have lost. And I think that we would have said that Cass got screwed. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that's what happened. Even because we've said that the jury votes for who they like better than the, although did the jury like better Tony better? I feel like that's a little, I feel like they liked Wu better, but I felt like with it with a straight face, they couldn't I don't think they hated Tony, the jury. So right. the jury will give the vote to I think they, they they liked Wu. I don't know if they loved Wu. Uh they they didn't they weren't crazy about Tony, but they didn't hate Tony. So it was close enough. And the game, there was such a disparity in Tony's game and Wu's game that they couldn't with a straight face. It was it was probably similar to like, you know, Boston Rob with the other people in his season where it was like, you know, whether they liked Natalie, maybe they didn't like Philip, but they, there was too much of a disparity between their games to give. I mean, yeah, but you got Natalie and Russell Hans, you know, I, I think that that's your takeaway from uh, from Tony when you say that. I think what Tony was able to do was people might have been bitter at him but they still respected him in a way that people didn't respect russell okay all right let's, um i'll go ahead scotty rb27 says where does woos move to take tony rank in the all-time worst survivor moves well not many moves are as black and white as this as if woo does one thing different he's the winner of survivor so yep. i gotta feel like is it number one with a bullet uh, I mean, the thing about this is like, how does it compare to Eric giving up immunity and then immediately being voted out? Isn't this worse? I, I don't know because Wu doesn't think Wu doesn't, you know, does Wu? I don't know. I don't know. What about Colby and, and, and Tina? This is worse. Why, why is this worse? Isn't this the same? No, because at least it was a close vote between Colby and Tina. At least right. that it, Colby lost, I think, four, three, where Wu loses eight to one and would have beat the other person nine, zero. So this was worse. Do you worse. think this is worse than Reichenbach giving up immunity and immediately getting voted out? Yes. Okay, I believe you. I, I kind of agree with you. Because Eric Reichenbach, like, let's say Eric Reichenbach keeps immunity. Is Eric Reichenbach the winner of Survivor Micronesia? I mean, not necessarily, but very likely. Very likely? 
I don't know. Maybe Could it was the final two, Stephen, and that was the final five. So he's going to get to the final two, Eric Reigenbach. I believe it. Yeah. Um, all this, right. All right. Let's just maybe we're burying the, the lead here. Move maybe. of all time. Worst move of all time declared right here. Woo. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Sorry, Wu. Wu's a nice guy. I'm looking forward to talking to Wu tomorrow, but um, it was not a good move. Ashes to Does ashes. Tony still win. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to? Oh. Does Tony still win without Spencer's speech? Ashes to ashes wants to know. All right. uh, the vote was a landslide, but to me, final tribal seemed like it would be a lot closer vote. I tweeted this to you earlier in the night that Spencer Honestly. basically did the David Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know you love the David Murphy. So I do love the David Murphy. But the, the closing move in the David Murphy is then to ask Carolina to marry you. So he only did the half Murphy. It was a, ha- it was a half Murphy from Spencer. Yeah. Now, do you feel like how does that come up? Does Spencer say, you know what? I need to make a make a point here. Does Spencer know the David Murphy and know that Jeff is uh, Jeff likes that? And that's why he does it. Why Eric do the David Cardona, Murphy? By the way, Eric Cardona gave this speech in uh, in Samoa. Uh, then how come it's not called the Eric Cardona? I don't know. People like you who forget about him because yeah. David Murphy did, did was so memorable. Okay. So Spencer does a um, half Murphy. I don't. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see the full Murphy again? Will we ever get to full Murphy? I don't know. I, I, I don't think you, you ever go full Murphy. <laughs> um, I think that spent that Tony would have won regardless. I think that, one jury speech is not going to suddenly make you reassess everything you've been thinking and feeling for two or three weeks. I think that these people were bitter and they wanted to show their anger, but they ultimately knew that Tony played the better game. Did Spencer's speech maybe affect one or two people? It's possible. My guess would be that Tony wins regardless. What do you think? I think that Tony probably wins regardless. Uh, I don't know whose vote Spencer necessarily changed, but it looks good for Spencer to be able to to do that. And, uh, you know, they ultimately you have the genesis of the friendship that has carried over to Twitter uh, through all this time. Let me ask you a question, Stephen. What is Tasha doing voting for Wu out, out on, an I, on an island? Uh, that th- has to be one of those things. Like those, like, there's always these random votes that like, we don't haven't seen the edit. It's like Ralph voted for Philip. Like, what? Why did that happen? You know, there's always some random. And I here's what I think. I think it's that the world does not want me to have a brother or a sister in in losing being shut out in a final two. I'm the only person to have been shut out in a final two. Uh it never going to happen. Never going to happen. Would that have been a bond for you and Wu had you guys both been shut out in the final two? I think so. That would be the perfect setup for the Wu versus Fishback season we've all been waiting for. You know, Steven, you and I, <laughs> we got a lot in common. We both, we're both guys. We both are, we're on Survivor. Um, yeah. Hey, what happens in a final two when nobody gets a vote? Is it like, do we fight each other? Do we do we play uh, in a Xbox Live match? What do we do? Um, yeah, that'd be like that. It'd be just like that. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the three more questions. Mohammed Abdi. Like Mohammed Abdi, where do you rank Tony in the list of winners, Rob? I tell you, you know, it's so hard to say off the top of my head. I feel like. Uh, Let's just, how about this? Can we rank Tony with a list of first time winners? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's equally hard, right? The question is who's better, Tony or Kim Spradlin? I think Kim Spradlin is better. I think Kim Spradlin, I think Kim Spradlin played a more flawless game. 
I think that we're sitting here and we're coming up with a list of where these things, where there mistakes made. And I feel like Tony you, made mistakes, yeah. but he was so good. He was able to correct the mistakes. Kim Spradlin, I think, played a more flawless game and made fewer missteps along the way. All right, but Tony is definitely a better character than Kim. Oh, Spradlin. for sure, for sure. We right. said Kim was boring during her season, so absolutely. I never felt that way personally. I never felt. I always liked watching Kim, and I still like watching Kim. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> there you go. That uh, well, Stephen, I, I didn't know that was yeah. your thing. Yeah. Um, what? No. So who else though? Other than Kim, who who among the first? I mean, JT, first time winner. Worse than Tony, I think. Yes, to, that to, Tony is better than JT. Hate to say it, hate to say it, but I think it. Um, Bob Crowley versus Tony. No, he's better. He's, come on, give me, give me some people. I'm give sorry, me some I'm people. Just, give I'm me some real around. people. I'm just screwing around. Yeah, Richard Hatch versus Tony. <sighs> Boy, um, I think did Jeff Probst in his AMA say Richard Hatch is overrated as a strategist? Well, Richard Hatch is not in the strategic six, so by proxy, <laughs> Tony is in the strategic six, and uh, Richard Hatch is not, and Tony is better. All right, here's a real one. Here's a real one. Brian Heideck versus I think Tony. Brian Heideck was better. Again, the problem, the thing about Tony that made him that made him so good and made him going to be a returning player is that he made mistakes along the way and was impulsive. The gr- the top top the best of the best of our players are not impulsive. Don't make these mistakes. Don't have to scramble and pull a rabbit out of their butt like Tony had to do so many times. I'm not. Season. You know what? I'm gonna. Do, I, I think normally I would agree with you, but because it's late and I've been having some scotch, I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I think that well, now you're just being element. argumentative. Then no, no, no. I, you know, you're saying there's one type of survivor playstyle which is the best playstyle, and that's a very, you know, very calm, very commanding and controlling playstyle. You know, that works great for some people who have that temperament. Tony's temperament is to always be scrambling, always be iterating. And you know what? It's like those are two very different styles of, of life. The person who plots things out and moves forward very, you know, stoically, and the person who's always po- who who does who has to pull the rabbit out of the hat, but can pull the rabbit out of the hat. And I don't think that actually one is necessarily better than the other. If you can always make the rabbit appear, then then you are just as reliable a winner. I think that like the comparison is like, and I know you're not a big baseball guy, even though you love fantasy baseball. I feel like the differences between somebody like that, it's like, you know, that Kim Spradlin, it might be somebody like a Greg Maddox where it's, you know, she doesn't have great stuff and not flashy, but is, you know, a just, you know, somehow like uh, gets it done with being very, very cerebral and doing all these things. Whereas Tony is a guy who throws a hundred miles an hour, walks a couple guys in inning is pitching with the bases loaded all the time, but some, somehow strikes out you know 16 guys by the end of the game and so it's it's a muddier sort of like it is all this crazy stuff going on but he still gets it done also but and Tony played against harder competition than Kim did maybe that's Kim fair. Would have had to scramble a little that's bit more fair. if he had been against someone other than like you know Mike whatever his name was you know chisel jawed Mike I believe his name was I believe is what his name was Troyzan and Tarzan um, and and Kat yeah, Troyzan, literally Troyzan, Troyzan was Kim's biggest opponent in that season. That was her biggest obstacle was Troyzan. Now compare that to Spencer, to Tasha, to Trish, to Cass, you know, to LJ. I mean, my God, what a freaking opposition. And Tony still emerges triumphant from that. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's do two more questions. Uh, this is from the American Cow wants to know a question for you. After 28 seasons, how big of an effect does loyalty have in determining the winner? I don't understand that question. Uh, I feel like that if somebody stayed loyal the whole the whole game, I feel like not oh. a, not a big not a big factor because you know what? Wu I'm, I'm is gonna, very loyal. Oh, Wu, 
Yeah. Remember yeah, the guy I mean, that was in the final two that got one vote, Stephen? Did you forget about Wu already? <laughs> you know what? The one thing I will say, though, and I, I, I basically agree with you, Rob. The one thing I will say is that um, you know, you have to remember that you watch Survivor on TV, but when you're out there, it does become very real. The feelings are very real. And certainly for first time players, you know, they're experiencing this thing for themselves uh, for the very first time. You know, regardless of how many seasons you've watched on television, you know, it's a real thing to be out there. So uh, I think those emotions are more real than maybe they even seem. And that loyalty does matter. You know, maybe loyalty doesn't determine the final vote between Tony and Wu, but it might between Tony and Spencer. Okay. Let's do one more question here and then we'll get to our fan favorite player of the season. Jeremiah Panhorse wants to know, <laughs> Jeremy Panhorse wants to know, when Tony comes back, is he the first person voted out? This is, that's going to be the question for Tony. I think, no, I think Tony is going to, I mean, that's my Tony argument is that he will always pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. I Number kind of, two, Rob, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I feel like that Tony is more, is more likable. Uh, <laughs> I, Tony's more likable than I think than Russell Hance was amongst the people he played with again. So I feel like Tony would not necessarily be the first one. If he plays his cards wrong, he could be. But I think he can ha- he can handle himself okay. Um, can we do number two? Okay, what's number two of of the fan favorite of the season? Okay, you know, go ahead, number two, go for it. Then we have one more question. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that was the last one. Uh, number Scott two. Scott St. Pierre I'm, says we have one more. Okay. Um. Uh, number two is going to be Tony Vlachos. Okay. Well, well, I, let me just, how about this? Let's, let's, re, let's give it, let's reveal it. Cause oh, okay. I, cause, cause, right. cause, because the top two are, are who you would think the top okay. two would be. Yeah, all right. okay. Once okay. again, it's Spencer versus Tony. Oh, wow. Let's, let's do this question and then get to the bigger. Okay. Before we do that. Spencer versus right, Tony. Yeah. We'll, we'll come wow. back and find out who won. Uh, wow. Thomas Lee wants to, Hey, Robin, Steven, will we see either of you on blood versus water too? We're not allowed I mean, to I say. Guess, yeah. I think if they promote the token teens DVD again, you know, you might see a picture of my like most anti-Semitic caricature. <laughs> other than that, other than that, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We can't talk about that. Okay. And, and then finally, Steve, all right. So the RHAP fan favorite player of the season, of yeah. course, the winner will join me for a extended interview. Uh, oh. Very, very shortly while they're in town. Okay. Wow. Oh, in person. In person. Yes, I will sit down oh. with the winner of this and have a proper presentation of this. Stephen, wow. the winner of this received forty four point one percent of the vote. Forty five hundred okay. over forty five hundred votes. The second place wow. finisher had thirteen point nine percent of the vote. Fourteen twenty six. It was a blowout. Who you got, Stephen? Spencer. The winner. The RHAP fan favorite player of the season is Spencer, who I feel like needs a nickname. I feel like he needs a, does he have a nickname? Charlie Brown? Is that his nickname? Young lad? Young Young lad. lad. The young lad. Yeah. He is your winner. Uh, Spencer Bledsoe, congratulations. What a a heck of a a heck of a season. Uh, Tony comes up just short. He'll have to take the, uh, the booby prize of the million dollars. And so (laughs) Spencer is your winner. And, uh, I'm going to get together, uh, with Spencer later this week. We're going to, we don't normally ever do this, but, uh, we, uh, we're going to be able to, uh, he's in town. Going to try to get together with him on Friday. And then, uh, we'll see, uh, if I can get that up either Friday or maybe after the Memorial Day weekend for you guys. Okay. Great. All right. So I'll have my exit interviews with the final four tomorrow. Look for that on robasawebsite.com. Make sure that you are subscribed for that. Uh, robasawebsite.com slash iTunes. Steven, are we forgetting anything? Oh, my God. I mean, you know, excited to speak to you guys in a few months. Yeah, that's it. 
I think so. Oh my god. Have no. a great summer. Oh, well, by the way, Stephen, that I we are going to be doing Survivor yeah. content all summer long on Rob as a podcast. We typically have not in the past, but I hadn't been a full time podcaster then. And right now, the plan is the patrons of Rob as a podcast. This was their idea. They suggested this of uh, basically one show a week covering a a vast array of topics. We were talking about should we rewatch a season and do one episode a week? We're going to do one topic a week and do a special uh, Survivor. Oh, that's fun. Uh, like what's on a sample topic? Uh, stuff, stuff like uh, I'm just like throwing stuff off the yeah, off the, right. top, the top of my head. Well, if we were to talk about like uh, this is you know uh, the who who were the best players to get no votes in a final tribal council? <laughs> oh, stuff, I, yeah, no. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. or what has been the impact of whatever on, on survivors. So sort of like try to come up with sort of like uh like lecture ideas and sort of have a panel discussion once know. a week and do that in the summer. So that's who do, what who do, who do you got? That's you just like from like with like guests. Oh, we're, we're going to have a round table round table. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Mix, mix it up. Table. We're going to mix it up. Oh, wow. Also, Stephen, we're going to reboot these top 20 players of all time this summer. Wow. We last did it three years this. ago. Three right. uh, in the summer of 2011, I think was the last time we did it. We're going to okay. reboot that uh, this this upcoming summer and plenty more along the way. And of course, Big Brother is right around the corner. We're covering last comic standing, so uh, I'm not really slowing down at all. Unlike last Survivor off summer off season. Well, I am slowing down. I am. Uh, I, I love Survivor podcasting, but I also love not having to race home every Wednesday night. Um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in my hyperbaric chamber during the summer just rejuvenating yeah um so well good luck with that people are asking are those going to be for the patrons only no the patrons are suggesting the ideas but those are going to be uh podcasts that are going to be for everybody over the summer uh okay so i'm going to head out tonight i'm going to some survivor after parties uh tonight should be should be a fun night hopefully i'll be okay for uh, all your exit interviews tomorrow and uh no that's not even a question of course i will be i'm a professional steven well, you know what? If you can always call me the sub in. If you're not, I, I missed, as I told you earlier, there was a big wine and cheese party tonight. The whole New York community got together uh, to watch this finale. But uh, I stayed home so that I could podcast right after the show was over. Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Finally, some acknowledgement. Finally. Well, I'm sure that the, you know, the thousands and thousands of listeners also appreciate it, too. Yeah. So Finally the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or the wine and cheese. <laughs> That's club. true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stephen, thank you so much. Another another fantastic season. Congratulations to Tony, the winner of Survivor Kagiyan. Can't wait to talk to Tony uh, tomorrow and Spencer, plus uh, Cass and Wu along the way. So it's going to be a fun, fun day. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for staying up late and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.